Previously on the Sports Talk with Devin Wade podcast. Thank all of you who reached out to Q-Tip to see if he can unblock. Hadn't happened yet. However, probably got a few people blocked as well. I don't know who in the hell Devin Wade is, but I don't get down with him or none of his folks. Perfect side piece, Kip. This is my favorite sports podcast. I got you a shirt. I am so sick of you. I'm going to break my own phone. Please, please, please get out. Demarius Thomas changed teams. Nadez is out of the league. You could have got him for a ham sandwich and some hot fries and not give up the fourth round draft pick they caught a couple bad breaks but that's what you do when you're in cleveland you catch bad breaks the rockets reportedly offered four number one draft picks for jimmy butler that sounds fantastic mm, not so much in the locker room know about that one is that enough i don't know i don't know i don't feel good about the steals like i used to i was wrong about blake Bortles. he's average at best not even close he's a nice asset to have and he will help some things but he won't help him get to the playoffs it's easier to get a patty pie on the week of thanksgiving than it is to get into the state fair we believe in change and we're prepared for it with new techniques and new approaches and as for our part, we feel that you're the best pieces of manpower available in this whole region. We're getting ready to have a live what we were trying to say. You got to walk home. Walk home. Walk home. Welcome to the Sports Talk with Devin Wade podcast. To reach Devin Wade with a question or comment, follow him on Twitter at Wade's be a part of the group on Facebook by joining the Sports Talk with Devin Wade group or liking the page. Welcome to episode 77 of Sports Talk with Devin Wade podcast. So glad that you have joined us for this episode. And we have another great episode in store for you. We have former NFL linebacker, NFL great, I'll say it, Eddie Robinson in the building. He's been It's been about a month since he's been in the building. And, of course, I'm here. We have... DJ Wayne here. I'm with DJ doing his thing in the mix, and we have you guys. Want to remind you guys, you can reach out and touch me on Twitter at Wade's Word and the Sports Talk with Devin Wade page and group on Facebook. And I don't know how you found us, but I want to remind you guys, we're on iTunes, TuneIn, SoundCloud, Stitcher, and, of course, KTSU Radio. Well, this edition, we have a ton of good stuff coming up for you, including headlines. Well, we'll do brand new, then headlines. We'll do shame, 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 or charges to the game. We're going to do this or that. Then we'll head into the break. And on the other side, we'll do wifey, side piece, or crazy X. And then we'll do the Lamont Award, who's the big dummy of the week. And before I let go, in between time, going to hear from our sponsor, Cobank Homes and Kofi Bankers, wonderful guy who does good work for us. Want to remind you guys. If you have music that you'd like to have us play, no, it doesn't matter the genre. The genre doesn't matter, but as long as it is radio edit, we certainly want to get that on for you guys. We'll play a snippet at the halfway point and the entire track, and that way we can shine our little light on what you do and uh, spread the word to our thousands and thousands of listeners. Well, as I said, Eddie Robinson is in the building. How are you, Eddie? Oh, everything's good. Good time of the season. You know, a lot of a lot of good football games. We're kind of getting to the nitty-gritty. We're starting to shake out the contenders from the pretenders, so that's always good. Well, you know, I talked about you last episode as a renaissance guy. You know, I went solo last week for an hour. I sort of had a chance. I didn't have a chance. I didn't have any opposition, which 
for most of the time, I don't have a lot of opposition anyway because you guys, you and Biscuit and Kevin, y'all, you know, you, you know, you try to compete, but you know, you know how that goes. So just like so in you, our you, pre-show, you, you finish. You, you, are you, are you, you finished? Know, I'm just saying. okay. So let's get All into right. a segment. Let's, let's get right into it. Let's yeah. get into a segment called Brand New. <laughs> What's brand new in your life? I, again, I called you a renaissance man, a world traveler. You had lived the best life for a retired NFL player, and you're a young guy. What are your interests, man? I, I need to know more about you because you're a mystery man even to me. I know you do your bike riding. You're a serious bike rider. Yeah, I'm, I'm pretty avid on the bicycle. I, I try to get in a, a couple rides a week, you know, three to five a week. That's a, that's a good week. And, uh, you know, the Tour de France and everything's over. Now watching a lot of that. Watching a lot of you Formula watch? One. Wait a minute. Wait, I watch the Tour de France. Yeah. No, I would say this. It happens in the summertime. I put it on. I've been watching the Tour de France since I was a kid. If I couldn't, have, if if I would have lived in Europe, I would have been the first black guy in the Tour de France. <laughs> that, that, was, that was my dream. The France, I no, imagine. there has not. There has been Daniel Teclahamada from uh, Eritrea, who was the first guy to win the. He had the King of the Mountains jersey for a couple stages. I mean, I'm a Tour de. You're not gonna win the Tour de France. Oh, I'm not going to something else because you don't even know if I'm telling <laughs> the truth or not. I can just be BSing, and you just gotta go along. Listen, <laughs> as long as I say it with confidence, you're all right. But not. Nah, <laughs> but they're actually starting to get more, you know, people of color. A lot more Colombians are getting into the Tour de France. A lot more because of the Pyrenees or whatever. Yeah, well, no, the Pyrenees are not in Colombia. That's but, the Ecuador, not yeah, Pyrenees. Right. <laughs> so, Ecuador. They, they, they just listen. So you got the, <laughs> give me a geography. You got, you got the Mr. Alps. You have the Alps and the Pyrenees. So of course the guys. The Pyrenees are in Europe too. Correct. Yeah. Okay, what but, is the but but the Colombians who are from South America, right? I of course know that. they live at high altitudes, so they have that advantage because it, people think that it's going to be a lot more uh, sub-Saharan guys, some African guys. They have a team Rwanda and also a lot of Eritreans and some Ethiopians who are also racing. Yeah, yeah, so they're is. thinking that it's going to be more than just a European sport because they're training these guys and they're able to compete at the high altitudes and they're doing well. Just so, like marathon runners. Correct, right. exactly. Yeah. But but, what, but, what, but <laughs> think about it with a marathon runner. You go to Kenya, you give a barefoot guy a pair of shoes and teach him how he just he's been running. But with a bicycle, you got to have a $10,000 bicycle. You have a training regimen. So it's a lot harder. All of these guys have the talent it's a lot harder to get an entry into what does a ten thousand dollar oh a ten thousand dollar bicycle is a lot different between a five hundred dollar huffy that you have in your garage i could yeah, I, I could tell you that <laughs> exactly exactly they haven't been written in a while that <laughs> yeah, makes a so difference so what is a ten thousand i'm serious what is a ten thousand dollar bike well i ain't gonna see I, that, I don't that, get too deep okay i know you ain't spent 10 grand on your bike i know you did well hey man you got you, you can you, I ain't got, you gotta you, you gotta look good and the, 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 to be the I, best I you gotta look i'm not quite Questioning whether you can, I just will refuse to believe that you ride the MS one fifty on a ten thousand dollar bike. Man, they have people out there with twelve. I mean, the, the bikes cost more than the cars that are bringing the bikes. I mean, but once you get into it, I mean, it's one of those things where you guys have the good bikes. I mean, really, really cycling. Cycling now is kind of like the new golf. You know, the the middle Ooh, aged Lord. guys between the age of thirty and fifty, they're cycling. They're not playing golf. Everybody wants to be more active and competitive and everything like that. But it's mainly the carbon fiber and the technology, and of course, they mark it up because you see it on TV. The wheels. I mean, the wheels can cost around twenty five hundred to three thousand. But I mean, the thing about it is, is just the aerodynamics. It's the lightweight. I mean, so if you climb, so, it's, a, okay, it's a lot okay. lighter and so, stuff like that. Technology involved. You had a disadvantage it. being here because there's no climbing here. Now, you, no, that's a big advantage for me because if it's climbing, I don't have a chance. I mean, I'm I'm two fifteen, and if I'm I'm climbing against a guy that weighs a buck forty, 
I mean, I got a, I right, got a sixty pound backpack on, so I mean, I have no chance and then, of climbing and then how much a guy like at that. your height when you played linebacker, NFL linebacker. How much did you weigh? I was probably about two thirty eight at the most. Okay, you were maybe, maybe a little bit bigger my first couple years. Once Buddy Ryan came, you know, he, he told everybody he wanted you to fat. Stand yeah, because you had to run. Once you realize in football you can run. If you if you can run, you don't have to be as big. You just run. Right. So how yeah. much are you willing to spend on a bike? I'm just curious because I, I spent between eight to twelve thousand on a on a good bike back when I was racing pretty competitive. You know, what? trying to get at. I mean, I was always an amateur. And I was I had no no oh, thoughts so of being. You don't ride that hard like that anymore, or do you? Still? Yeah, I still ride hard, but not as not as often. But I still ride hard. How many bikes do you have? I mean, I'm just. Oh, I mean, again, it, you can the the rule of bikes is how many bikes you need is how many you have plus one. So I'm always looking to buy another bike. <laughs> so I got four right now, but I'm always looking to buy another. <laughs> if you want a huffy, I got you, man. Nah, I'm good. I'm good. So now, nah, but I, so I I follow the I follow that which goes into cross racing. So now it's kind of like my time of the season where it's not a whole lot. I'm I'm big in the Formula One. Lewis Hamilton. I just went to Austin to watch him. Are you wrap, European? Wrap, wrap up another chat. I mean, really, I watch more Sky Sports than ESPN. To be honest with you, like I could, I could totally get rid of ESPN. And I, if the good thing about it is, I can tape the Formula One race. Go do my bike ride in the morning. Come home, and there's no spoiler alert. Nobody no, tells yeah. me who's won. The, so then I can go back and watch it, and then I just fall through the commercials and see it live. So, so. I know, I know Lewis Hamilton. I know. Yeah, so he him. just won his fifth world championship. So he's two behind Michael Schumacher, so who's the all-time great. Is it know? the team? Because like just in NASCAR, I I never quite have understood this about NASCAR. Is it the team? Is it the car? Is the how much of it is the driver? The driver has a lot to do with it, but if you have a let's, let's just like when you go out to the K one Sports or you go to your go kart racing, you know if your buddy jumps in the car number one with the red flag and it's faster than your car, it doesn't matter how good a driver you are. Lewis Hamilton just got into a situation. He has a really good team. He's the Mercedes Benz factory team, and they went against Ferrari this year with a German guy, Sebastian Vettel. Uh, and then Lewis just really outraced him. He had a really good car, but a couple times Ferrari had the better car, and Lewis was able to do his magic and still win. Mm-hmm. So he's he's probably one of the top five drivers. Everybody will say that, hands down, he's one of the top five. And then, of course, he's getting into that debate of is he the GOAT? Is he the best ever? Which he's two world championships shy of Michael Schumacher, who has seven. Michael Schumacher, I right. remember that name from the blast. Who was the one guy that sort of got, got his legs cut off? And he was really a world-class racer, too. Uh, I don't know. I mean, you have Arrington Center. He was the Brazilian was guy, him. he but he died in the car crash, and so he was. I mean, he was a guy whose career he, he did a whole lot before he passed away. Right, but right. that that tragic guy, that tragic accident kind of really reshaped Formula One from a safety standpoint because he was like, you know, you, well, it's almost like if you see a a Tom Brady, you know, die on the football field. It's like, all right, we got to change this. And when that when Arrington Center, that's well, if what you happened. Hit him in the knees if you blow too hard on his neck, they, right. they change the rule. Yeah. But well, anyway, I, let's I mean, let's get back to yeah, yeah, to American again, sports because yeah, yeah, I can yeah, I can I go on and yeah, on. You know, I was, I was watching a little cricket the other night. Let me stop. So <laughs> I did. What, I, I, this is what I was gonna say. And this lasts about the two of the fronts. I put it on in the summertime when I want to take a nap. When I right. have time, instead of reading a book, I put on the Tour de France. And boy, it's either that or Matlock. It'll put me straight <laughs> out. If they ran Formula One, I mean, no, the Tour de France every night, uh, maybe they do somewhere. Maybe I can put on that. That is a cure for insomnia. Well, right what, what happens is, and they're trying to make it more exciting, the first five hours are pretty boring, and the last 45 minutes is the race. Mm-hmm. So you don't have yeah. to watch. You don't have I, to. You know what I like? It, it will put you to sleep if you're watching. Yeah. Hours I like and the hours cutaways where you see the mountains and how beautiful yeah, it is. Yeah, That's yeah. what I like. 
So, so basically, that's new. You've been watching. So, I'm sure you are into and the Saints. I mean, I'm, I'm season ticket, season ticket holder with the Saints. I mean, under well, we lost the one game to Tampa at home with the Fitzpatrick just had his his his, his best day ever. And so, but anyway, that but other than that, I mean, the Saints are looking good. So I don't, I don't yeah, know. We're if we, get in, I don't know. If we're a Super Bowl team, but we're looking good. We, we're gonna get into that. I mean, uh, what's new with me? And again, you don't know this because you don't listen to episodes that you're not on. Which is unfortunate. Well, that's, I wish that's, you did. I listen to them weeks later. Well, I, I you, that's the beauty of a podcast. I can listen to right. it any time. Yeah, so if I'm, if I'm driving from New Orleans to Houston, then hey, man, I, it's some time sensitive stuff on it. But I appreciate it if you go back and listen. Well, you don't know this, or you may know this if you listen. I don't know, but I have been. There's been a a, a saga. It's been a, a, a epic effort. I have put my folks, all of my listeners, on the task of giving me unblocked by Q-tip from a tribe called Quest. Mm. So I don't know if you have any connections. You're a pro athlete. You know people all over the world. And uh, if that, if you can make, I don't know why he has me blocked on Twitter. But we're working really? on that. Q-tip. Q-tip. What'd you and, say? And Did nothing, you say something offensive? Never, what? never. Maybe has you could he could, you confused with some some Brooklyn rapper that he uh, that he I, had a beef with back in the day. I, I would like to know that. <laughs> so that's what we've been working on. I got a other, bunch of other people blocked by him, I'm sure. Who is Devin Wade and why are all these people asking me to unblock him? And so that's what's going on with that. So then he's going he to block the people who asking. Yeah, that's the problem. That's the problem. going to so, block all of y'all. Yeah, so uh, Q-Tip has probably blocked a lot of folks who listen to the Sports Talk with Devin Wade podcast. The other thing is Election Day. Voted early. I got it in. And I won't. I don't go. I have gone political on the podcast. But I, I, I hope everybody voted. Because yeah. this is this is a, a crap storm. I won't, I'll clean it up. Even though I cuss a lot on the podcast, I'll clean it up. Yeah, it's been it's been a, a horrible situation. Hopefully we can start to heal as a country. But more than that, it's uh, it's good to see people engaged. So I, I hope that – I hope you got out. Did you get out and vote? Yeah, I've, I always vote early. I mean, I never wait to the last day because if it's a long line on the last day, that's just like you have to stand in it. You feel guilty if you don't, but if you just go early, I mean, I mean, of course, my schedule is more flexible, but I always, I always catch it around noontime or one p.m. and I just yeah. walk in and walk out. Yeah, it took me about, yeah, it took me about forty minutes. Mm-hmm. It was late afternoon, so it was after, it was when most folks were off. So yeah, it was not a prime time for me to go. So that's what's new. Let's get into some headlines. Now, I want to talk about the NFL. A lot going on in the NFL. It's starting, like you said, it's starting to be some separation there. We, you and I kind of debate what does parity look like. You said that there's not very much parity. I'm looking at four and four, three and five, three, six and one, three and six. And I'm like, there's a lot of parity right there in the middle. You only have, I would say, what, four elite teams in the NFL? That, that parity will last for about two more weeks. But to me, parity is when everybody has a chance, which is the purpose of the wild card. When you didn't have the wild card, just like in baseball, you added the wild card. Now everybody has a chance and you're going down to the last two or three games and I still have a mathematical chance to get in. And some teams, although they're not mathematically eliminated, we know they won't make the playoffs. So to me, this is a year where you have some really good elite teams and you have a lot of bad teams, some one, two, Three lost teams, and if you're a if you're a bad three and six team, you're not gonna recover. Now that's that's what I'm saying. If you're the Falcons or the Patriots or the Saints at three and six, you would say, okay, they're gonna turn it around. Maybe even Green Bay. I mean, they're starting off bad, but you figure they may get healthy, they can turn it around. But some of these teams, they're not gonna turn it around. Well, okay, I'll give you an example why I said this parody. We really don't know. Really, we don't know who's gonna win the NFC East. We we don't know. 
You you have Washington that's banged up. They just lost Paul Richardson. They lost two guards, offensive linemen. Yeah, they signed like didn't they sign three offensive linemen? Yeah, they but they lost right. two starters. Right. You can't just pick those guys up off the street. You lost two starters, Paul Richardson, banged up at running back. You don't know. You don't believe in them. You don't believe necessarily in Philadelphia, Dallas. You try to make a case for, but because you have the talent of Ezekiel Elliott. But you you can make a case for them in that horrible division. Not are they a good football team? No, but I don't believe that Washington is a good football team, and I don't believe Philadelphia is a very good football team. They're banged up in the back. I didn't think Philly so, was that good last year, but so that's I'm my looking story. at this situation in that division, and 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 I say in the AFC South. Yes, the Texans are six and three, but you can make a case for anybody in that division. Other than what I guess, well, not even Tennessee. You can make a case for Tennessee, Indianapolis. I didn't. I have noticed this. I have noticed this that uh, Andrew Luck is passing the ball a lot better. He's starting to look like himself. They're getting consistency running the football. Right, yeah, Mack who's running the football. Marlon Mack doing yeah, work. So. I just – I don't know why. And then they, they're passing to Jack Doyle and the, the tight ends. They're getting the tight ends involved quite a bit. Doyle and, and Eric Ebron. So those guys are involved. So, they, you know – They won't make the playoffs. That's that's nice. I don't I don't it, think they, they will. Maybe either. they maybe they, if they if they win eight games, that's a good year with Andrew Luck just coming back and finishing middle of the pack. That's a good year. Well, and we, I want to get into levels of the NFL. Uh, I know again, I'll give you a chance to brag on your Saints. I know that that it's exciting. The defense really was picking it up until second half with Rams. Oh no, man, but that's the thing about the Rams, and I'm I'm watching that game, and I yeah you know, I've played of course in the run and shoot area with Gilbride. And the problem that the Rams are going to have, the reason I don't think that they'll make it to the Super Bowl is because they have an offensive coordinator who's trying to score as many points as he can. He only needs to score one more than the other team to win, especially during the playoff time. So what I'm looking at is the Saints and Sean Payton, a veteran coach who realizes you have to run the football and control the clock, especially the best way to stop Ty Gurley is to sit him on the sideline with a baseball cap on. So you saw the Saints with a seven-minute drive. The Rams come back with a two-minute drive or a minute-and-a-half drive. They're scoring four or five plays. Well, that's great, but then the Saints go with another six-minute drive. So the time of possession in the first half was really skewed towards the Saints, and you can tell I think the Rams kind of got worn down defensively as the game went on. And that's going to be a big thing because although it's never a good enough lead because the Rams are that explosive, I don't think they'll ever really just control the game. So their defense is always going to be exposed. So a good offense will always be able to play nip, nip and tuck with them. If, if they well, can run and they run the football, but it's almost like they, they have to control the clock just a little bit more. Is, uh, is the New Orleans offense that good or are there definite holes in that Rams defense, because nah, the Saints, the Saints offense, Drew Brees, they're operating at a level now, kind of no Super Bowl errors. And really, when they won the Super Bowl, they had a really good team the year that they lost to 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 and the quarterback ran out of the San Francisco game. And then they had a really good team when when the Seattle with the Beast Mode game. They had some really good teams that didn't. I thought they were better when they had Jimmy Graham, but they never converted to a Super Bowl. But you felt like sitting in the stadium that the Saints could score at any time on anybody. Now, did they have some bad drives? But once you got an Ingram and a Kamara and, and Malcolm Thomas has really stepped this game up, the only weakness – is a is a third receiver. It's probably the yeah, only. You got, uh, so they're, the, the, they're the Smith kid. Yeah, well, the rookie turned up to be pretty good, number ten. Um, but 
at this point, that's the only weakness. And, and then they work Ben Watson in a little bit more. He right. Well, a, Ben a Watson bit. is the guy that, I mean, you, you're just looking for one or two big plays a game. He's going to give you that. So offensively, an offensive line is intact and healthy. So if the Saints can stay healthy down the stretch, I mean, they're a team what makes you so nervous about them is you have Drew Brees and all of the passing records. But they can run the football and – they're committed to running the football. So they they can win a lot of different ways. They can win flashy like the Rams, or they can win messy in the trenches and be tough also. And so I think that's what makes the Saints a dangerous team. The defense is, is getting better, but the defense was really good last year. They just started off bad. But with that ball control offense, they don't have to play as much defense as the Rams will have to play. Right, so right. That, and, and it seems like, again, that over the last few weeks, even with the, in the Redskins game, Saints might have long, sustained drives. Yeah, yeah. And all, that sucks the life out of explosive Drew, Drew Brees will take the, the five-yard play. He'll take the six-yard play. But he can also take an 80-yard play. You know? Right. And, and I want to ask you about the Rams' defense. Now, keep to leave is out. Peters has struggled mightily. And this has really been the year of struggling a cornerback. Yeah. After all these guys, you 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 know, Xavier Rose, Jalen Ramsey. You, you can't get Peters. enough, you can't get enough good cornerbacks. I and mean, or you gotta have a terrific pass rush. Now Donald is is terrific. I mean, he had and made, then you just added Dante Fowler right. the other day. Um, I mean, let's talk a little bit about the secondary. Let's talk about those corners. Why do you think Jalen Ramsey and Marcus Peters are struggling? Or, or, you know, And these are the two marquee guys. These are guys that you say these are the best in the bids. Well, I think it's more scheme. I think if you look at the offensive schemes, it's a lot more pick. It's not a lot of one-on-one, my guy beat your guy. It's more we're going to bunch up three together. We're going to run a scheme. We're going to run a pick. We're going to run confusion. And I think the defenses will catch up to it. And just the athletic ability of those guys is going to make plays in the in the long run. I, I just so. see guys making week in and week out more incredible catches than I've ever seen. Yeah. Ever. Well, These but, guys and are I, I think part of to... that part of that goes back to why can a guy come into the NFL and be so effective as a rookie when it was almost unheard of as a receiver? Yeah, because you have so many seven on seven camps that these kids mm-hmm. are starting in seventh grade, eighth grade, ninth grade. They're just getting more and more reps at it, and, and the way you get better at football is just reps. Because now it comes to a point where you don't think about it, it just automatically happens. And I think the same thing with the receivers. They're just kind of getting better and better and more skilled because kids are just touching the football more at a younger age. Yeah, and but I still think that there's going to be a problem at the quarterback position I, I, from the marquee standpoint. Like, I, I think, again, what I said has haunted the quarterback position in the NFL is that in high school and college, the best athletes tend to be the quarterbacks. I right. mean, in a lot of cases. And these guys don't translate into Traditional NFL style quarterback, quarterbacks, right? Uh, Tiger in Alabama. I'm not. I'm not sold on him being a, a, a NFL caliber quarterback. He's clearly the best in college uh, football right. right now. You have more classically uh, sort of recognizable quarterbacks in different schools, but you know w- when you look at like the the cream of the crop. Look at the kid uh, King at Dear King at, at U of H. You look at the kid uh, Tyler Murray at Oklahoma. You know, so you know those sorts of things. So I, I think that's haunted the NFL not having those traditional guys. But again, like you said, you passing the ball year round. Right. You specialized, and the seven on seven makes it a lot easy. I, and I want to ask you this because I got into this discussion on the Houston show. Do you think that when does the NFL have to make a decision about is football going to continue to be a violent game? Because now, well, I, I think that the NFL has already made the decision that football will not continue to be a violent game. How just, can just that look work? At, just look how at the rule changes. How can it work? 
Well, I think the the fan base will adapt to what's going on. You so, think? Yeah, it will. I mean, NFL is still a, a, a full contact sport. You still see big hits. You just don't see them as much. And the guys who are the most vulnerable are getting the most protection. So, I mean, you can look at it two ways. Uh, you see these receivers, they jump up and they want to, you know, give the I'm tough signal. I'm like, dude, you wouldn't have made it. You know, with Rod Woodson or Jack Tatum or any of those oh, guys Steve in, in the water. secondary. How about that? Yeah, you wouldn't have made it through the first half. You might even you might not even came out after the warm-up because you would have watched the film from the day before. And even the quarterbacks, I mean, I remember at, at Three River Stadium, man, uh, Lloyd and those guys, the way they did Warren Moon, it was just it was unkind. I mean, it was just like it was just <laughs> follow through and in, in the lifting with the picking them up and Jamming into the I, turf. I know. And now you see none of that, which is a good thing. But guys leaving, so, so many guys. Do, do you look back now and see, damn, we must have had a ton of concussions. Yeah. Because every yeah. week, every week they, there's they're a concussion. Guys, yeah. guys the, the, blue, the blue tent keeps popping up. And, yeah. And I think now is, and rightfully so, it's almost like an overcorrection. I mean, a guy gets his head buzzed. He you know, he just looks. I mean, we got the smelling salt. I'm sure they don't have the smelling salt on they the side. They don't lie that anymore. I mean, we used to take the smelling salt before the game to get you going in. I mean, anytime you had something the the if you if you stood up and you were dazed and the trainer came onto the field he'd be like you okay hit hit this uh, uh, are you good I'm good <laughs> you keep playing so I mean obviously you can't get back to those days I mean I think do you remember any particular games in, in retrospect where you you thought okay now and looking back you say man I should I should have yeah it, it was it was a, a Kansas City Chiefs game it had to be. Either Who were you with then? I was with the Titans. It was either the year we went to the Super Bowl or it was the year after. I think it was Kimball Anders. Uh U of H guy. Right. Oh, cool. Right. So he he ran through and and uh it was it was like the end of the game, two plays left. And so he ran through, man. I I tackled him. Bow, we both hit each other and I, I took a knee and I was out. I mean, I don't, I I barely remember this. So I got up and I stumbled. I remember Henry Ford, he grabbed and said, E, you all right, you all right. And so I was about to walk off the field, but they called timeout because they were trying to set it up for a field goal, right, or like one more play. So he called timeout, so I stood up, and I was like, man, I think I'll be, I'm all right. So the next play, all I remember, I, I dropped back in the coverage. It was a blur. We had an uh, a incomplete pass, and we wound up winning the game. So it was the last two plays. So I, I couldn't have finished the game, but I was able to finish that one play. And then by that time, everybody was cheering up and down. And that, But, it, yeah, I clearly should have came out the game. But, that, I mean, that just happened. That was just normal. I mean, that, and that's just in the games. Imagine how many times it happened in practice also so I mean I think the I think the NFL is going in the right direction at first I didn't like it as a player but now you know my son is a is a a college freshman he plays at North Carolina A&T and he's plays he plays cornerback so when you have a kid that's out there you appreciate the rule changes because you're thinking when he gets to you know that first third fourth year of college and he's playing these bigger guys man you want these rules hey you know one unnecessary hit or flagrant foul you out the game because that's the only way you're going to stop kids from doing it you got to throw them out the game you got to have a harsh penalty it, it seems but right now they have to be super harsh because they're trying to change the culture and once you change the culture you can kind of scale back a little because then it's everybody knows that it's not allowed but right now you're trying to tell kids you got to just beat it in hey don't do it, don't do it, don't do it. Same thing with the quarterbacks. I mean, they overemphasized it, but you have to let the guys know, hey, you can't do it. All right? Now they can kind of back off on it because it won't happen as much. I don't know if you can legislate violence out of football. And if you try, I mean, again, well, may, to be, maybe to we're be the honest dinosaurs. with you, maybe I, don't, I don't mind taking back the violence. What I don't like is the language. 
like when they say when they throw a penalty because it's offensive language. Well, that's I mean that's that now that kills me because I, I was seen that I've I've years seen ago. that in college and I've seen it once in the NFL more in college. But my thing is, you seen that this year? The, yeah, the thing on the football field is I'm supposed to be able to say anything to anybody at any time. Now, I can't cuss out the referee, but I can get real close to him also. But, I mean, when you're talking about the intimidation factor, I mean, me and Jerome Bettis used to have some some verbal barrages <laughs> of beep, 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 beeps. But the thing about it is it's self-regulating because it's football. So if I cuss you out and you don't like it, what you going to do? Knock this shit out of me the next place. So yeah. I, you don't need the referee to throw a flag. We grown men. You know what right, I'm saying? Right. You, you handle it like we're going to handle it. Meet me at the bus if you need to. And so I think that's the part that I don't like is that you're trying to have these guys where as soon as they get in somebody's face, you want to throw a flag. Let them figure it out. As long as they're not throwing punches, that's what the fans came to see. You want it to be like the WWF. So it's almost getting to the point where – I saw a guy it, get ejected the other day for a slap. That was uh, – Once was, you throw a punch, then at that point – Yeah, but it was an open-hand yeah. slap. So right. that, I mean, and to it me, it's like it, that's a 15-yard penalty. I, I mean, and you, then they ejected the guy. Yeah, so I, I'm I'm not big on ejections unless it's just an obvious, man, this dude need to get thrown out, you know. Well, I mean, I, again, I just think that one of the things, the appeals of football is the violence. It's still and, violent. And I just think that – I don't know, man. I'm I'm scared you for want, my sport. You want blood in the streets. No, it doesn't have to be brutal, but I hate this paranoia that the league has, has created in me where every time a guy gets hit, you're like, oh, 15 yard. Or like, ah, is that a if, – if it's your team, you're like, yeah, you ah, kinda. is that a 15 yard? And then the, on the other side, it's like, oh, he hit my guy, 15 yards. But, it, but yard. it, it's, the, I mean, it's the same as it was back then. I remember when they first started – you you couldn't hit the quarterback in the head for any reason, on purpose or accident. And we were playing the Cowboys, and I had a big cast on my hand. I had a broken thumb. So I put my hands up, and, and it, was, it was almost like Troy Aikman helmet bumped into my hand. My hands were straight up, and he threw the ball, and it was like 15-yard penalty. But it's Troy Aikman. If that would have been Bucky Richardson, yeah, it would have yeah. been like, hey, come on, Bucky, you all right. You know, so, and it's the same way now. It's certain quarterbacks. Drew Brees, he gets the halo. But he's Drew Brees. He deserves the halo. Right. You know, right. other guys, they, they haven't earned the halo yet. Yeah, so. and, I, and I, another thing I hate, and I want to get off this because I want to get into the NBA. I hate when the commentators like act like these guys all of a sudden, oh, no, yeah, that's that's unacceptable. That right. Wait a minute, wait a minute. Eight years ago, you were doing you were like, oh, great job. Oh, what a hit. Up. Yeah, right. Yeah. You know, but now it's like, no, you can't have that mm-hmm. football. Like, man, shit, so ass up. Yeah, I and, cannot and, that, and that's another thing is that the, the you, whole commercials in the in the glorification of the big hit has kind of been it's taken gone. off, which is not by accident. Because, remember, oh, it's by, yeah. Yeah, because Tom that. Jackson had the whole the whole you, you been jacked up, up segment. So it's like yeah. you've taken all of that. And I'm sure the NFL and ESPN got to say, what, what message are you trying to portray to kids? And, and so and, now you probably can't even see all this stuff on NFL films unless you own a copy of the video. Yeah, yeah. You remember back in the day we used to get the videos the big the heads. NFL? Well, YouTube has everything, so you can, you yeah, can find hope. it that way. So. Yeah. I want to ask you about the NBA before we start to get into our segments. Uh, anything standing out to you? Uh, I mean, oh, man, I mean, we Rock, gotta talk the, more the, about it. Yeah, but I the mean, Rockets. Look, you know, I'm you know, we're, I'm season ticket holder for the Rockets, and I was like, man, the first couple of games we just look really bad. Look like they're trying to turn the corner. I mean, I don't think there's any surprises. I mean, I thought the Pels were gonna do good with Anthony Davis. They started off hot and then they fizzled. So I'm I'm thinking this sixth, seventh, eighth seed once again. I mean, Golden State is Golden what State. What is that team missing? What is New so, Orleans missing? I, I don't I, think I, they're I, missing anything. I think why, Anthony why Davis needs win? to go somewhere else. <laughs> why? I mean, what do you mean? 
I mean that. I mean, I, I trust me. My dad goes to a lot of those games, a lot of my, and I like the Pels too. I'm from New Orleans. I so, like, I like the team. But, I can't explain why they lose. I mean, they have Holiday. They, they, they have a big Marriage. guy. Yeah, who's so they, doing work? They have shooters, but you for got some Ian reason, off the bench. I don't you know like, if it's, I don't know if it's a coach. I don't know what it is because Anthony Davis is by far, you know, the most dominant player on both sides of the ball. If you look at the all around affects offense, defense, plays hard every night, scores when he wants to. How he wants, can score any kind of way he wants, jump shot, dunks, post-up moves. He has all of that. But for some reason, they just can't. I mean, the season's so early, so it's hard to say. Can they really get over the hump? Can they turn it around? Yeah. yeah. I'm just, they lost last night at Oklahoma City. Uh, Westbrook went down with an ankle injury. And I noticed because I gamble every night on the NBA, uh, on DraftKings. I do that. that, that. Have, and the you, point, have you ever the, gotten into that? The point spread when I when I first. No, I don't bet the spreads. No, nah, when, when I first retired, a guy of mine lived in Jacksonville. He's he's an avid sports gambler. He had the bookie and everything. So I used to start. I started betting the the basketball point spreads. Man, the basketball. I would never do the that. The basketball point spreads. So I, I do more high low. I used to do more high low. You know, uh, total points. You yeah. know, yeah. Uh, over under. Over under. But the you tell I'm not a real gambler. I said high right. yeah, So, but over <laughs> over under is a lot more predictable. But I had a philosophy because you know every good gambler got a philosophy. You know, you got a plan. So so my plan was. And I was living, I moved to Atlanta. So I would always bet the Hawks at home to cover the spread. Thought being, any team, and then if it was a West Coast team who came to Atlanta one time, you could take this to the bank. <laughs> they will definitely go to them strip clubs. They will not have a good game. <laughs> so they, will never, the they will never cover the spread. Right. The now, Pepper flat. Absolutely. <laughs> now, if you had a team, say it was Washington, somebody who, who was a regular in and out of Atlanta, who they was a division game, they may be okay because they're not going to go out every night. But if you had a West Coast team, like if the Lakers came to Atlanta, Atlanta may not win, but they would always cover the spread. <laughs> so that's how I looked at it. That was my philosophy. Well, see, I do daily fantasy. <laughs> so I draft a team with a $50,000 salary cap, uh-huh. and then I gamble on the players. And last nah, night, bet the spread. Bet the spread in the over No, nah, I wouldn't. I can't bet basketball spread. I never have. I bet. I've done parlays in the NFL. I can bet football all day long, but yeah. that, I, now I, that basketball, basketball spread is frustrating you, because you have a guy that just got in the game and he takes his last shot. They down by ten and he make a three and cut it to seven. The spread was eight. You like, dude, you kill, you kill me. If you you down by three and then all of a sudden you start fouling, right? Then the, you know a close game turn, turns into an eight point deficit. Yep, so yep. with that, let's go to a segment that we call shame, 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 shame. shame. A charge to the game. But it's all in the game. This is what I give Ed, three, uh, actually three different people, and he can tell me if their situation or whatever they've done is a shame, 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 or uh, charge it to the game. Let's start off with Hugh Jackson and also uh, Todd Haley getting fired in Cleveland. Is that a shame, shame, shame? Or charge it to the game. He just got charged to the game. But it's all in the game. Okay, he, once you go 0-16, I, I know it's hard to win in the NFL, but I feel like if you're a good coach, you have to be able to muster out one or two wins. None of the great coaches ever went 0-16. None of the, the halfway good coaches ever went 0-16. You have to figure out a way to win one or okay, two games. But I don't care how little talent you have. These are NFL players. You have a game plan. You should run – 
onside kicks. You should run fake punts. You should you should do everything in the arsenal. You should go for it on every fourth down because you are 0-10. You have nothing to lose. And so other teams are going to play you conventional. You have to just go. It's like it's like trench warfare. You don't care what happens because you 0-10. Okay, and so at that you point, you're going to win one of those last six games. Okay, so here's what you're caught up in. Last year. This year they come out. And Same they, way they couldn't finish. And, and when you can't that, finish, but, but, that's the coach because you got to coach no, through no, some no, victories. No, 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 no. The Listen, coach, the coach got to you got to coach through three wins based on use of saw, timeouts and game planning. You saw what that team did against New Orleans, and that guy missed two kicks that would have won that game. You saw it in Oakland when they went to Oakland. What should have happened happened. Now when they went to Oakland, they got robbed. Well, it, it was that, a, that was a first down, correct? And then there was a penalty call that shouldn't have been a, a vice versa. Yeah, but if they, the if, but had through. they ran the football and controlled the clock, the game management is what I'm looking at. <laughs> a coach's biggest job, head coach, in those last two minutes is game management. If if you the if head, you, okay. if you the head coach, I'm gonna tell you, hey, give me your best run play because I know what I'm trying to do to manage to get us out of this game by win, with winning by one point. So this is how I look at it. If you are in a position to have a game-winning field goal, you've managed that game correctly. As long as it's not a 60-yarder. Not necessarily. No, no, I mean, again, against Pittsburgh, God misses. Again, me field goal. I think it was under 50 yards. Even in Denver the other day, my boy, Case Keenum, took his team down. Now, I do agree (laughs) that they could have run one more play and used that timeout. Right. They settled for a 51-yarder. that's game management. But they settled for – they knew what they wanted. They wanted to get on the correct hash. And they settled for a 51-yarder in Denver, which is not a 51-yarder like it is yeah, in the altitude. And right. the guy missed the field goal. But right. the coach can't put that on the coach. You put that on the kicker. Now, if it keeps happening, you, you fire the kicker. That's what they did in Cleveland. But who do you think you were going to beat? You lost Pittsburgh twice. You lost at Oakland on the but road. But they, so. gave, they gave away the first win to Pittsburgh when it was tied. They gave away the win to the Saints. But is that you, Jackson, fault? If you're, you're, you have a kicker miss two chip shots. The, the coach gets the credit and the blame. And, well, so you, and so to me, that means that one thing I can say about Jeff Fisher, we spent so many times, if you know you're an up-and-coming team, you have to constantly spend time on end-of-game, end-of-half situations. We practice those situations situations we knew that if we needed to get the ball back under two minutes who can call a timeout on defense anybody so we had a signal that if we stop them and the clock is running anybody can call a timeout we practice offensively if you get the first down hand the ball to the referee don't spike it and get all excited and then 15 more seconds those things good teams don't win like that by accident you practice that and I don't think Hugh he couldn't have practiced that enough because Uh, they routinely made silly mistakes at the end of games that had nothing to do with the play but it's just how you manage the situation okay let's let's start this and I don't want to belabor it because I do want to there's another aspect of this I want to get into so you lose to the Saints you lose on the West Coast to the Raiders, which you should have won. The referees, the league said they made a mistake. You you beat the Ravens and the Jets. You lose to the Chargers. Now they're proving they're one of the they're, better they're teams in the NFL. You lose to the Buccaneers. That's a game. That's a tough game to lose. And you lose to to Pittsburgh and the Chiefs. So who? Did, how many people? How many wins did you think you were gonna have out of that? But it's the tie with Pittsburgh. It's the loss to the Buccaneers. It's the loss to the Raiders. You need to well, win two said, of those. They blamed on infighting, and that's the really bigger question about if, if is it a shame, shame, shame of charge of the game when you have a number one overall pick? You know, you have Baker Mayfield, and then you fire not only his coach, but you also fire his offense coordinator. You you leading the lamb to slaughter a little bit when you have a defensive minded coach and Greg Williams, who is going to really kind of, for the remainder of this year, work with this guy 
that you really trust and believe in. Well, I, don't, I mean, Greg Williams isn't going to coach the offense. Oh, I mean, no, he's not. Right. But you don't have an offensive-minded name. I don't know who the quarterback coach is on the team. But, again, you have an OC and an offensive-minded coach who, you know, Hugh Jackson, the off- he's been an offensive coordinator in this league. Well, he's and you been, been an offensive-minded coach, but over the last couple of years you haven't had offensive production. So uh, Again, at, Joe, at, uh, uh, Gord, Josh Gordon couldn't pass up a drink. You okay, so at you, some you point you okay, so you so, had you had uh, you had a lot uh, like they Isaiah. said on New Jack City. You don't put your money on the crackhead. I mean, they pookie. I mean, you got you got if if he the man to take the job. No, but, but, but I'm saying is this: Crowell and Duke Johnson for running backs last year. Right, but if the thing is this: if you didn't feel like Josh Gordon was gonna make it, you should have cut ties with him. You held on to him for a long time. And kept putting faith in But he's in not him. the GM, and so. he did not have the power. We talked about this off there, too. If he could have fired Todd Haley instead of having all the infighting, I think he would have. Right. I don't think that was just like Buddy Ryan and Jack Pardee. That's not your call. That's the GM and the ownership's well, call. Well, in the end of the day, the, the NFL is judged by wins and losses, and he lost too many games. Period. I'm going to say him when, being— When you 0-16 and, and then you win 1-15, and 15, after those two years— you're not showing any signs of improvement. They so showed the improvement. They showed no improvement. Yes, they did. They won a, they second game. They won a second. They, they won. They went two and two. Well, they went their, two and two after the first five. Uh, two, what was two, their one What was the, their record? What was their record? But when he got fired, it was two five and one. Okay, it's time to go. I've seen enough. Or maybe it was more than that. It's I mean, and, I, and, I, and I'm always for the black coach. I mean, any, any black coach. This ain't coach, got nothing to do with black. It has everything to do with Not black. Not what we talking for about. For me, it always has to do with black. I'm always going black coach, black quarterback. Right, okay. Me and Tom But Jordan. I'm just saying. Okay, this, so for the, <laughs> even if I don't like your team, I'm going to root for you because we don't well, have you know, many you opportunities. You've done a damn good job of showing it because you're really going hard in the paint on Hugh Jackson. Because he was... One in thirty-one. You went to the past this team and turned the corner. No, they that did not turn the corner. The corner was a train. It was going off the track. I mean, he's a good guy. He deserved another another offensive coordinator job, but he's not. He's proved that he's not head coach material. First of all, who can win you, in Cleveland? You get one shot at when it. When is last time Cleveland went to the playoffs? Well, that okay. that was Belichick in the, well, before they left. The first when time? the last time somebody won in Tampa? But you know what? Tony Dungy went down there and won. All right, so we we always know that African Americans get the doo doo jobs. You got to go there and prove that you better than. When the last time somebody won in Buffalo, Lovey Smith had to go there and turn it around. It's like we in always Chicago. get the we in Chicago. We always get the doo doo jobs, but the but the guys who can persevere through those jobs end up being there for a long. When is the last time somebody won in Cincinnati? Marvin Lewis is winning exactly. But before Marvin Lewis went there, he had to take it was well, the worst yeah. job in the NFL. Right. But he he slowly made it a good job. So Hugh Jackson, you don't have it as an NFL guy. Maybe you get another chance. I'm not saying you're a bad coach, but it was time for you to get out of Cleveland. He because you got to change though. when when you when you're that bad and the and the guys are hearing the same message. Whatever you're saying is not resounding well, off of those guys to make them play better. Now keep in mind how many first round picks that they had littered across the roster. You talk about the, the misses at quarterback. Teams. Okay, so the thing he about the NFL, the, the NFL is good enough now where they don't miss on too many first round. They picks. have missed on all of them nah, well, <laughs> except Miles Garrett, okay. who is not playing. But so anyway, so, me, so they missed on they the missed question. on the. the, the the safety from Michigan, the the uh, Jabril, Jabril Peppers, he's, he's a okay. starter. But you, you missed on Johnny Manziel. You can say you missed on Josh Gordon, even though he's a star. 
And it, but well, he's he just, just not he, a star for you. <laughs> well, he had the alcohol problem. He couldn't stay on the field. I like Hugh Jackson. Great guy, I'm sure. Would love to go out to have drinks with him. But it was time for him to it was time for him to step down and give somebody else a shot at it. Well whether that's I mean, Greg and, Williams and, for the long run and, or whoever else it is. I mean, if Greg Williams can get things going and, and what you're looking for, and I thought they played hard. I actually went up to their training camp this year when I was at the NFL Hall of Fame. I thought they had great practices. They played hard, but in the end of the day, what should have happened happened. If you can't get the job done, we're based on wins and losses. That's that's the brutality of think, the NFL. I, I just think it's, that, it's, that was the wrong. I, let me say it's this. not subjective. It's objective. You get a grade on Monday morning and it's based on W or L. You can't say, okay. well, we could have, he would have, the referee apologized. Nobody cares about yeah, that. Yeah, no, no, but, but, again, if, you, if you're a smart organization, you persevere through those things because he was turning around. Not but with so a 1-31 coach. Let me though. say this. Uh, two things. I say shame, shame, shame that they fired him. They shouldn't have fired him. And the other thing is, let's let the folks look behind the curtain. Greg Williams is your guy. So. Oh, yeah, that's that. He absolutely, he's absolutely that my guy. That's your guy. I so mean, I've, I've, been, I've been hoping Greg will get another chance. I'm hoping he does well. But at the same time, if you look at how the defense has been playing, they've been playing good enough to win in most of those first eight games. How much? Let me ask you, how much money did you make in those bounties when Greg Man, the, the bounties, the bounties is okay. <laughs> the bounties is not like every game you play. You're trying to knock the starting quarterback out the game. Not anymore. Are you trying right. to end his career? No. But the it's common sense to say that the backup has a less chance of beating you than the starter. That's that is that rocket science or that's common sense. Right, right. If you go to any high school team, we got to knock this dude out the game. I get it. We're I not saying it. trying to end his career or tear up his knee. Nobody, yeah, nobody that, that plays like that. Limits now. Now they don't want you to hit the guys like this. So. Correct. Next up, in shame, shame, shame. Are charges the game? Le'Veon Bell leaving eight million dollars on the table. Is that a shame, shame, shame? Or do you charge that to the game? Well, I think it's a charge it to the game. But it's all and the reason I say that is because to the average guy, $8 million is realistically is more than you're going to make. In a lifetime. In a lifetime. <laughs> it's probably more than I made in my whole career if I added it all right. up. All right. The money is just astronomical. That's not his fault. The owner's making more. But when you look at the fact that he is by far the most dominant player in their team and you refuse to give him a long-term guaranteed contract, to me, he had no other choice but to sit out. So at this point, his only objective is to not win for the Pittsburgh Steelers, but is to get to free agency so he can get that long-term guaranteed contract. So that's what his objective is. I mean, he's like a mercenary. He's coming basically to play these last six games simply so he can become a free agent and try to get a big contract. So let me ask you this. Well, a month ago, about that's the last time you did an episode, you said James Conner was nothing more than just a glorified backup. He, yeah, was, he, he knows his place. He's a jag. No, He's no, just a dude. guy. Oh, no, no, He's no. just a no, guy. No, that's not how that's going to go. We're not gonna sit he here and blast just him. A guy. We're not gonna blast him. You can pull him. up the stats, but he's he's just. I mean, I lost him in fantasy football last week. I was like, how did he score thirty points? But he's still just a guy. He is not a Le'Veon Bell. He's not a Le'Veon Bell, but is Le'Veon he's, Bell? He's serviceable. He, okay, he has nine touchdowns, seven hundred six yards. Okay, that's not just a guy that in is, eight games. That and, is, and I don't know, it ain't been eight games. That is a good offensive team with other weapons and a Hall of Fame quarterback, and he is a serviceable back. So he's on pace to have fourteen hundred yards, and he's just a, he's just a backup. Come on, man! Really, man! Really? Who do you want, Le'Veon Bell or what's his name? 
for uh, 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 James. Oh, you know his name, J- JC. I mean, nah, he's a he's a good guy. I mean, he's a good player. Needless to say, you don't you don't have that type of production by accident. But still, he's not a Le'Veon Bell. Le'Veon Bell stirs the coffee up there, and so I think that offense is still not going to reach its full potential until Le'Veon Bell is there. I mean, in the perfect world, Le'Veon Bell, he's trying to get the free agency. I mean, if How he had any interest, you? if he had any interest in commitment to the steel curtain. And the still no, no, he don't care about the organization. Absolutely. So let me ask you: right. How much is a how much guaranteed money does a running back get? Because I mean, again, that's not the same position it used to be in your era. Well, I think I think if you look at a Le'Veon Bell and in the in the big time runners, the Gurleys, the Kamaras, those type guys. I mean, you're not just it's, – it's almost like it's the, the running back position is evolving from just a guy who can run between the tackles. You have to have speed to go the distance. But more importantly, you have to be able to come out the backfield and make plays in space. And that's what he adds. And that's, that's what he – and that, and that is huge. over James he can line up. He can line up like a wide receiver and, and can get open against cornerbacks, and then you have your, your best runner – in open field where he can do damage and he can score from anywhere on the field. He I mean, he's a home run hitter. But how, I mean, how much more is that worth? I, mean, I, mean, I think it's worth fifteen to thirty million guaranteed. Thirty million guaranteed. I mean, not all in one year, but I you're mean, talking about over a four year right. contract. I mean, okay, do you want to go out there for eight million where you may get hurt, or you want to go out there for thirty five million guaranteed where if you get hurt the first day, then you know you're okay? Well, I'm going to say shame, shame, shame. shame, shame. Because, again, I don't think you can make that up. You're not going to be able to make that $8 million up. And people can say, see, we throw these numbers around, and you relate to it more than we than I do. You've made, you've had million-dollar contracts. I can't, re- you, once it gets past a certain point, you're just talking about fantasy numbers. Correct. I can't, it's hard for me to right, imagine. Right. It's hard for me to imagine telling anybody I'm going to leave $8, $8 million. $8 million dollars and you know because I'm waiting for 30 right. right. And, and also look at this. Guys look at these fines that are in the league, and they don't think nothing of them. How much do you think Ezekiel Elliott gets fined for having his midriff showing every week? Probably twenty five grand yeah, that, or something. Now that's one thing. And to, you just giving that money, man. Do you understand? You are giving away twenty five grand a week. Well, I, don't, I, mean, I mean, I mean, my my guy Dishman, he used to get fined. He was sending over there to St. Mary's Catholic Church. He said, "Hey, just send it to the church." I, mean, I thought, no, but it wasn't, it wasn't, it wasn't twenty five thousand. Might have been like fifteen hundred. So it was, it's a big difference. But, but my but, understanding is the league takes that and they put it into the NFL charities, and that's like the United Way. Then correct. you don't get to designate. Now, you don't, money you don't get from. to designate the league. Fine, but the the team fine you would get to designate to where it would go. Okay, I right. didn't know that. I know the league. I mean, that's how it was when we were here. But I don't know when when I, when I was playing. I don't know where it goes. What would, now. What would he get fined for with the team? Oh man, Dishman, all kind of stuff. Well, yeah, 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 you really. I mean, put... Dishman came out to practice one time and it was raining. He had an umbrella. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he's just a funny dude. I mean, but I think when I look at it. You have to realize from the player standpoint, it's such a cutthroat league that as soon as your relevance is not there, then you are so disposable. I mean, you're like a paper napkin at a sushi restaurant. It's How long like, did it take you to learn that? Oh, you learned it right away. I learned it my very first year because Johnny Meads, who was my neighbor, and who helped me through training camp Got and helped me be a player. And so the first four games – he helped me so much that they cut him on the bye week and told me, Eddie, you starting. Now, I wasn't ready to start. I wasn't as good as Johnny Meese at that point. But the, they was, it was more of a save money. Hey, man, Eddie learned these plays pretty good. He's not Johnny, but he could play first and second down, and we can save 500000 So it was. I learned it, like, right off. And so 
I mean, I always had the approach, and I tell my son this. I said, you have to take every play and every year for granted, not, not not take it for granted, but appreciate it and always realize that you're trying to be replaced. So we had, a, you know, Kevin Hardy who was drafted in the first round in Jacksonville or, or Keith Bullock who was drafted in the first round in the Titans or, or Michael Barrow who was drafted in the second round after me. I did, I did with those guys the same thing Johnny did to me. I helped them out. I told him most of what I knew, not everything, but I never missed a rep. That was that was my key to longevity. If we were in practice, you were not going to get a rep because you may go out there and do something spectacular. <laughs> you may be better than me, but nobody will ever know that because I'm going to take every rep. <laughs> so that, that was my way of keeping Yeah, Hardy never did pan out. I thought it was him and Simeon came out. Simeon Rice yeah, came yeah, out the yeah. same year. I mean, Hardy had a, a defense. I mean, Hardy made a couple Pro Bowls. He had a good, solid career. I mean, he wasn't Hall of Fame, but I mean, that. He had he had a good eight nine years and was always a good player. I mean his I mean that thing they couldn't be the when we was with the Titans. It's just they were great till they played Steve McNair and you know it was just a different story. So finally, in shame, 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 Jimmy Butler. I mean, what are you doing with Jimmy Butler? Is Jimmy Butler? I mean, I, I mean, he, but the fact that he's not traded is that a shame, 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 or charges to the game? I think it's a, a shame, shame, shame. Shame, shame, and, shame. And I'll shame, tell you why. Shame, shame, uh, when the I don't think Jimmy Butler's a toxic player. I think he's just a somewhat of an old school. He's you know, been very petulant. He's acting out quite a bit. He, he is. And I think he's been an old school, in your face, you know, 90s type basketball player. That's his game. You know, he's tough, physical. I mean, he he wasn't a, a you know, you know, diaper dandy and all type stuff. He was a hard work. You had to work for it. And so he's worked to get where he's at. And so I think he's one of those guys that – He's not feeling these guys who are just coming off with, hey, I went to Kentucky for one year and I got a big shoe contract and it's this and this. He's like, dude, you haven't done the hard work to get to the level that I'm at because I had a different path. And so with, with that being said, all of the things that he's – it's kind of like when you go through a divorce or you have a breakup with your ex. Certain things, when they say it, it just ain't no forgiveness. It's like, <laughs> it's like we cool, but what you said last night, they, once it got into my ears, it ain't it, it, it don't get erased. It's it's always like you meant some of that, you know what I'm right, saying? Right. And so that wasn't just anger. That talking. wasn't just anger. That was some truth in that. So I think with Jimmy Butler, some of the things he's saying about his teammates, more not the organization, because the organization is us against them anyway. Well, he's come out and said, Well, I, right. what, what he said nah, was but, it's not about the teammates, it's about the organization. No, he but said but that. but he's targeted teammates when he's saying that you soft we can't win with you you don't know how to when you when you attack your teammates and then we come into a full quarter and the coach is drawing up a player for me and for you and I'm looking at you like I ain't had no faith in you because in the back of my mind I know what Jimmy Butler said and he said it out in public like Rose and all these guys are commenting on the shows and so at this point it's like dude he has to be traded because when if the team wins it'll be okay but the first time they have some adversity everybody's going to go back to the locker room and say, hey, man, you know, I already know what you think about me. Because you said it. You can't take that back because the words were so damaging. Yeah. It is what it is. I, I, I'm, I'm, and I'm advocating him to be traded to the Rockets. So the four yes. number ones. I, yeah, I, <laughs> we had a public poll on that, and the folks said, no, nah, the four number ones, that's not a good deal for the Rockets. And, and which I don't, why, why would you say that? Well, hey, I I wouldn't say that. I mean, I think it is a great deal for the Rockets. I don't think it's a good deal because for those those four number ones. Realistically, you're thinking that the Rockets are going to make the playoffs the next oh, four years. Oh, of course, they're going to make. The, yeah, unless oh, unless Harden was. I mean, the only way it's not a good deal for the Rockets, and you can make them top ten protected. If Harden was to get hurt one year and we totally tanked, 
and then we were in the lotto. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That, but, that's but, the only yeah. way you make but it. But they locked into some deal. contracts for some years with Capella, with with Paul, and with Harden. They're locked in for a few. Well, I mean, years. injury would be the thing that would stop us from from making the playoffs over the next. Couple <laughs> or interior defense, which they have none. Yeah, days. but we'll still be eight seed. Uh, uh, and then then uh, you, then you're talking uh, about a 19 pick, and the 19 pick is a crap yeah, yeah, right, 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 right. So right. I don't think it's a good deal for them. And I also think you charge that to the game because I think that that's a good move by Minnesota. If I'm gonna trade him, it's gonna be the on the it's gonna be when we eliminated on the last day of, of you, before you, the trade you make deadline, it hard. You, and you going to Orlando. See, now you now you're making it personal. I'm gonna trade you to Cleveland, Orlando, or Brooklyn. Which which of the three you want to no, go but to? If, but if if I'm Minnesota. I'm trying to make this guy feel comfortable to play the best that he can so I can get the most for him. I, w- I want to see a, a 25 and 12 a night Jimmy Butler for a good month straight with a good attitude. And I go to him like, hey, man, we're going to get you out of here. Play hard because the more we can get for you, the better, we, the faster we can get you out of here. Yeah, we well, want you gone just like you want to be gone. Yeah, he's acting out. So we'll, we'll see how that pans out. I, I think they did, they've done the right thing to this point and making him show up and making him play. And, and obviously he's playing when he wants to. He says so. And, and I think that that's, that's a horrible thing. That, that, yeah, that's, that's bad. Let's go to a segment that we call This or That. The choice is yours. You can get with this or you can get with that. You can get with this or you can get with that. In this segment, I give Eddie a choice between two players, two teams, two situations. He tells me this one or that one. Now, in the last episode, I made a big-time apology for advocating for Blake Bortles. I, when I, and I, I've said after they beat New England, I thought they had turned the corner. They were a shoe-in to at least get to the AFC Championship, well, and keep, I was wrong. Keep practicing that apology because you'll be using the same well, no, one no, for no, Case Keenum pretty soon too. So. Well, no, I don't think – Obviously, you're not a good I judge of guys, quarterbacks. No, no, no. I have guys <laughs> that I, I, I like – but I'm not saying that they're the premier guys. Like Eli, I don't think Eli is a premier guy. I think that they – You got to go with your it's head been an and not avalanche your heart, that's, that's the problem. You, you, you a heartfelt guy. Well, I mean, if I'm picking a team, I'm not drafting any of these guys, okay. any of the three. But would you take Blake Bortles let, – let's frame it like this. Which quarterback will lead their team to the most – well, that's t- kind of tough. But which team will lead their team to the most success for the remainder of the year, Dak Prescott or Blake Bortles? This or that? Well – I would say from a standpoint, because your question is who will be the most successful quarterback. Yeah, we can get down year. to the bare bones. That'll, who's that'll who's be, have a better rest of the year? That'll be Blake Bortles as far as the team goes. Because okay, he has, well, let's get to them. He has Blake, a much better Blake defense. Blake or Dak who will have a better season? Because in looking at the stats, and I did a little bit of a I would take Dak. So this or that, I'm taking Dak for the rest of this year and in the future because I've already already seen what Blake Bartle has. I knew last year that they should have cut ties with this dude two years ago. He don't got it. Okay, If you don't don't have it as a quarterback, it gets to a certain point after a certain number of years, you're going to always tease me. You're going to have a 300-yard game with three touchdowns. Then you're going to have 180-yard games with two interceptions, some bonehead plays. Either you got it or you don't. And he's already showed me that he doesn't have it. Now, with Dak – I don't know yet. Now, Dak may not – he may turn out to be a Blake Bortles, but at least I got to give him a chance. He's not there yet. Right now, he's still showing me that he shows some signs that he may be there. Now, and another he year, some signs and, that correct. he can't protect the football. And, the, and, and, another, and another year or so, I may say, Dak, you turned out to be a Blake Bortles. But right now, I'm okay. going to go with Dak because this at least year. I got some potential. This year, you're going to take – I still take Dak because okay. I don't. I just don't think Blake Bortles okay. – I already know what I got with him. Okay, it's so gonna, He's going to tease say. me. He's going to be one good one, two bad one, two bad ones, ah, one good one. Ah. 
This is what I'll say. So I you apologize say, once, say, and now you coming back no, again. No, 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 okay. But I'm gonna tell you what. I'm gonna tell you what. Because this is how I apologize. The man, so you let so you let the same woman break up with you three times. That's the type of guy you are. <laughs> Look, the man lost his top two running backs from last year. Fournette is not in there. Yeldon was the third leading rusher. The second leading rusher is off the team. You lost two of your top four uh, wide receivers. They're gone. So you throwing to uh, you throwing to what? D.D. Westbrook and. Uh, I can't even think of the other ones. Dion, uh, Keon Cole. Right. And those, those, these are the guys that you're working with. Defense playing horrible. Your numbers are – you turn over the ball in crucial situations, but your numbers are not horrible. You throw them for more yards than Dak. Y'all have, a, uh, I think, the same number of touchdowns, and I think you have one or two more – no, I think Dak has more interceptions. And I think the quarterback rating is slightly higher for Dak. I think with Carlos Hyde. In the backfield, I think that'll free some things up off of play action. I think he'll have a better year. Things are only going to get worse. Now we're watching. We're doing coach watch in Dallas. I think it's we're about, we're saying well, what's next. To well, uh, told y'all at the beginning of the year that the man had to go. I mean, who to Jason Garrett? He yeah. said it again, and, and now let Troy Aikman has come out and say they need to blow up the organization. How can you win in that situation where yeah, once not, once, once Troy Aikman and, and think about Troy Aikman, he's just not a former cowboy legend who's sitting at home. He's a former cowboy legend who's on Sunday afternoon every weekend. So he has. I mean, <laughs> you you even if even if he was sitting at home, people would believe what Troy has to say. But the fact that he's a commentator every weekend. I mean, it's like gospel. I mean, it has to happen now. Once Troy said it has to happen, it's either, done. Either they turn around and go to the playoffs. And that's his boy, right? Then Garrett back him up. Yeah, but at some yeah. point, Troy, Troy is just like me with coaches. He sees it, just like with you. It's like we love you, but you got to go do something else, man. You got to get off the rocking chair, and give somebody else a chance. That's so, just how it works. Did you see Michael Irvin? Oh, they killed him on Twitter. What did Mike say? He was on on uh, Stephen A. Smith. You just have to look at it. And I, this or that crack or no crack, yeah, I don't know. It, they cut all. Oh, they cut him to shreds. I have to show you my my, my Twitter feed. Got to get on Twitter, by the way. But uh, also, somebody at the Love You Blue, uh, they have a Love You Blue Twitter handle that sent out a uh, shout out to you recently. It I'm was on, your birthday, I'm right? On, I'm on Twitter, E Rob Fifty. Yeah, I, 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 I sent you I was, something. I was, I've been on Twitter like from day one. But they put up your oil stats and they put they said happy birthday to you, to salute to you. So right, well, shout out to it, the it Love wasn't You my Blue. Birthday, but I'm gonna I'm go in there and, and it was your birthday, it. right? It was some months ago. No, that wasn't. It was the other day. Yeah. So then it was Bubba's birthday this week, and I noticed because they do everybody. All, all the old Oilers' birthdays. Mm. So if you want to know if any of your old teammates uh, when Birthday. their birthdays are going on that on that website, uh, on that on that Twitter feed, uh, this or that, better. Who, what team will have more success uh, in the playoffs, Cincinnati or the, the not San Diego, the Los Angeles Chargers? This well, or this, that? This, this or that? I would have to go with the Chargers. And I'm a little nervous going with the Chargers because they're all they always have been a good regular season team, but they can't get over the hump in the playoffs with with uh, Philip Rivers. But I mean, I think with the running game, the defense is serviceable. I mean, of course, if they match up against Kansas City, I mean, Kansas City should get That's a, a division game. Kansas City and New England should get a bye. So I would think the Chargers are a wild card. They win the first game. It may even be Cincinnati for the first game, but I think the Chargers are good enough to win the first game. Then They've they, only lost to the Rams and the, and then, the Chiefs. Those then, are the only then two they get they dismissed have. in the second round of the playoffs. But no, they've so. only beat they beat the Bills trash. 
49ers trash. Raiders one of the worst teams hey, I'm ever. Not, I'm Cleveland not, I'm trash. I'm never going to apologize for winning. I just yeah. beat the people. If you if you look at the undefeated Dolphins, they didn't have many teams with a winning record right. when they went undefeated. It's hard to win in the NFL. Well, I, I I want to give kudos to the to Marv Lewis, who everybody again thought should have been fired. And again, they have some nice pieces. Mixon is playing great football. AJ Green, I think, is a little bit banged up again. I think he's the lured. difference between Marvin Lewis and Hugh Jackson is that Marvin turned things around, made it to the playoffs, and then he didn't have Man, success. You are not giving so that so that Hugh means so, so that shows play. me that Marvin knows how to get it done. Because Cincinnati was probably worst of a, t- a, a, a organization as Cleveland, but Hugh, if you showed me something, if you win two games and you win four, had he won two games the first year, four games the second, and started off like this, I would be like, hey, give Hugh another. Say, year. man, you have already argued that argument. One in thirty. But again, what in the hell do you have against Hugh Jackson? You won't leave him alone. I have nothing leave against. I have nothing against Hugh Jackson. You won't le- the point is that when. I don't. I don't see alone. how you go one and thirty-one and get a third year. That 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 in itself was amazing. Well, it, it, you examine the situation; it's clear <laughs> to understand why. And the fact that they won't win for the next five years will show, will prove that well, they had a, they had something with that Hugh Jackson guy. They will win in the next five years. Baker Mayfield, so, I think, is a guy. I mean. I don't. I can't tell you he's a Pro Bowl, a future Hall of Famer, but I think just from a leadership standpoint, people don't understand from a leadership standpoint how big that quarterback position is. If if the team doesn't believe that you can do it, do you believe Andy Dalton can do it? That's the crux of this question. Who do you believe? He's in not more? Blake. He's Phillip, not Blake Bortles. <laughs> is it Philip Rivers or, or uh, Andy Dalton? No, I think I think Andy Andy Dalton is a is a is a playoff caliber quarterback. He can lead a team to the playoffs. Can he lead them to the Super Bowl? He hasn't showed that. Philip well, Rivers. Philip Rivers. Yeah. So Philip Rivers, I look at him the same way. He can lead you to the playoffs, but they haven't showed me that they can play consistent enough football in a playoff stretch. Like a Brady, like a Breeze, you know, like these other guys who you know, you you know what you're gonna get with those guys. They they may even even if they have a bad quarter or half, they're gonna come back and and put you in a position to win the game. Well, I will go with I will agree with you on I will take uh, the Chargers. I won't keep wanting to say San Diego. I think the charge. I was on the charge before the season started. Oh, and can, I, can, can, is this documented? Is yes, this, yeah. And I want to say is, you is, were on this that a, show. Is this on tape? I want to say that you were on that show. I was but on you the Chiefs. I podcast. was on the Chiefs to see when we we started off the season. We talked about it. And I told well, I you. Said I picked Pace, Pittsburgh and the Williams to go. You told me you picked the Chiefs last year and they didn't work right. out. And, and I, I told you, I told you, I picked all of the Chiefs on my fantasy football team, which I'm in first place. I've won a couple weeks. I've I've been on the Chiefs with Mahomes and all those guys since, yeah, since see, day one. Convinced me. I didn't know Mahomes was gonna be what Mahomes is. Nobody knew. Nobody. I did. I knew. No, 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 no. I did know. Knew. No, one I knew. saw one clip. Yeah, you in saw pre-season. one pass, in and pre-season. I told you, and I told you that. Yeah, I said one pass. Correct, but that pass was a sixty-yard bomb. That was a strike right down the middle of the field. So I knew that type of talent. You can see talent. You can you can just sell talent. <laughs> Look, man. I coach no, little. I, I coach little league. I coach little league numbers, baseball. My kids are all in high school now. All of the kids I've been coaching since five. So I'm looking for a new group of eight nine year olds. Come out to Sunnyside Park on Sunday if you if you got a kid that can play. I can tell a kid. I can see an eight year old or seven year old. We can just play catch. I can roll him a couple. He can play. You could just see it. You can't really tell a bad player, okay, but I'm you can spot saying, a good player. Though. Yeah, you. Everybody thought that. Okay, if Andy Reid believes in, him, he must be. Pretty good, and that was one hell of a throw. 
you didn't know he was gonna be six and one or what is based it, seven on and one. based on that eight and one. You didn't know he's eight nah, and one good. Based on that throw, and I looked at the stuff from college, <laughs> oh. and he sat out that year. I mean, oh, I man. I just I felt like that he was gonna be that Check guy. Check out the ego on this guy. I mean, when you write, you write. <laughs> it's not an ego when you write. It's an ego when you're wrong. Well, finally, in this or that. But the hottest two, two of the hottest three teams in all the NFL: New England or New Orleans. Let's let's put the Texans to the side. Who won six straight? Uh, New England has won I six would think straight. So. <laughs> yeah, New England's won six straight. New Orleans won seven straight. This or that? Who is the best team at this time in the NFL right now? This or that? This or that? That that's a tough one. I that's almost a you pick them. If I had to go with one, I would probably go with New England simply because their schedule is one that's going to allow them to continue winning. Very, very, very handily. The better team. If they were to play each other this week, I'm going with the Saints without a doubt. But if I look at over the next four games, who's going to go down and roster and, and get the number one seed? I think New England has a better course to be a, a one or two seed and a bye than the Saints because the Saints, you still have Carolina twice, you have the Falcons, you have Philadelphia. It's a much tougher road right, to go. Right. You got some tough division games. Carolina's one game behind you. I mean, you just you just don't. The Saints can end up being a wild card and be a fifth seed realistically, as good as they're playing right now. Where New England, I think. Just, I mean, they probably got another game against Buffalo. They, they probably got to go to Pittsburgh. Okay. That's the tough game. And that's the toughest game. But you got a, a three-game lead on Pittsburgh. You got a game to give. I mean, it'll be out of Pittsburgh and New I mean, yeah, out of they got, New they, England and Kansas City. They have, they'll, they'll get a bye, basically. Yeah, so they'll get a game yeah, in Foxborough. Yeah. Pencil them into the AFC Championship game. It'll either be in New England or somewhere else. We, yeah, I can tell you that be, right now. Yeah, it'll be in New England. Because, right. again, you look, you're at the Titans. You're at the Jets. You're at the Vikings at home. At the Dolphins, at Pittsburgh, which is probably a loss, and then the Bills and the Jets. It's, it's so you got Jets, giveaway. Dolphins, Bills. You got three uh, games that are just Titans, correct. Yeah. yeah. So no, but I will say this: the better team is New Orleans. Whether that how that plays out, I that's, don't know. That's today. Yeah, because right. Sony Michelle's hurt. But but the uh, thing about Gronkowski it is, is hurt. The thing about it, the Saints have such a much harder road to right. get to the that. NFC Championship game. I understand than that. the Patriots. I'm not. Have. We weren't really even predicting where they would finish. I'm just saying which one. Oh, if they, if, if, who's the better team right if the, now? If the Super Bowl was next week and it was the Patriots versus the Saints, I would go with the Saints, and that's not even because I'm a season ticket holder, just because the Saints are firing and playing. Drew Brees is playing they at such a high level. And you were the about running, the running game though. is there. I don't think so because I think their their best football is still ahead of them. I think the defense can play a whole lot better. But that's I mean, they never even got a sack against golf. Now, golf, mm-hmm. I mean, you're talking about high-level offense. I mean, they they played good and they made plays. They made timely defensive plays. But the, you always felt like we're sitting in the Superdome at halftime. It's 35-14. And everybody's like, man, it's going to be a hard second half. No, <laughs> ain't nobody's going to the bar getting no drinks. Everybody's like, man, it's going to be a tough one right here. And you got a 35-14 lead. And nobody felt comfortable. The Saints scored on the first five possessions. Every time, 35-14. Only one punt in that game, right? Right, in the second half. But you still felt nervous because the Rams just have that type of, man, these dudes going to score. And sure enough, they they came back and made it a great game. Well, that'll wrap up the first half of the show. Uh, Coming up, a word from our sponsor, Cobank Homes, and a mix from our DJ, our resident DJ, DJ Wayne Head. This is Episode 77 of the Sports Talk with Devin Wade Podcast. Sports Talk with Devin Wade wants to thank our sponsor, Kofi Bankus and CoBank Homes. The vision at CoBank Homes is simple. 
And it stems from the belief that clients can trust CoBank to guide them to realize one of, if not the single largest investment decision they will ever make, their home. CoBank simply looks to build lifelong relationships through service. They do this by using faith, knowledge, and technology to guide clients through the process of achieving their real estate goals. Be it buying, selling, or investing in real estate, contact Kofi at 832-757-7950. That's 832-757-7950. CoBank Homes through Keller Williams. Without a trace, Adderall dose, I concentrate. Don't make me blank, okay? Okay. I get in that zone and mode for real. I broke the bank, okay? Big bag. All blue hunters, them Buffalo Bills. I work too hard, okay? Cushion the job, okay? Holding the phone, okay? Where's the saw, okay? I can't wait to shout, okay? They get you shot, okay? Ain't got no law, okay? Damn, no fashion. Said they gon' ride on me. Welcome back to part two of episode 77 of Sports Talk with Devin Wade podcast with former NFL linebacker Eddie Robinson. Now it's time for a segment that we call Wifey, Wifey. Side Piece, Side Piece, or Crazy X. This is where I give Eddie three teams, players, entities, situations. He tells me who he's wifing up. Who's his side piece and who's his crazy ex? First up, let's go with quarterbacks. Back to Bortles. Mm. Jameis Winston, Blake Bortles, or Eli Manning. Who are you wifing up for the rest of this season? Who's your side piece and who is your crazy ex? Right, say that again. Blake Bortles, Eli Manning. Or Jameis Winston. I'm going with uh I gotta go with with, with Jameis Winston. I gotta go with famous Jameis. That's who you wifing? I'm I'm gonna have to wife him. Just because I can't go with Blake Bortles after what I said in the first segment. <laughs> you I mean, I was being, I was being a hypocrite, kind of like, kind of like you, how you go back and forth. So I mean, I've already, I already told you what I feel about Blake Bortles. It's just a matter of time before he has a three interception game. So you wiping up a guy that probably may not play the rest of the year. That's okay because I already know that Blake Bortles is going to fail. So at, at that point, Eli Manning. That's your side piece. Now, Eli Manning is what one in seven. Yeah, I mean, at it, at at what point do you put the next guy in? I think next it's that, year because no. they didn't prepare for this. No, I think it's right now. No, because the guy you you trusted got arrested on a bye week. So no, we're gonna <laughs> stick with this Eli thing. We're gonna ride this out, and he's not been horrible. But it's, he's it's, not turned right. over the ball. If a not lot. for the two Super Bowls, and that's a big if. Because two Super Bowl wins are two Super Bowl wins. I don't care if it's helmet catch. I don't care how you did it. You did it some kind of way. But if not for the two Super Bowl wins, man, this guy would have been ran out of yes, he out of been. New York and the NFL at least five years but ago. Ifs and buts, yeah. And so when he needed to I make mean, plays, football is all, he it's, made them. It's, a, it's always it's not a fair game. I, I, I'm gonna I, I can pull up five or six plays in those Super Bowls. We be like, okay, that's a quarterback play. It wasn't just a receiver play. We think about the David Tyree catch, but there were other. He made passes. some. He made. He right. made. The, and think about that. He got away from. He, and how does that even happen? I mean, that was right. the most un athletic move in the history of and that was not Fran Tarkenton. But I mean happened. that was just that was just stumbling, bumbling in the backyard on Thanksgiving. So you are really telling me, first of all, let, think about what you just said. You said you're gonna wife up Jameis Winston. I'm gonna wife up Jameis. And you're gonna your side piece is gonna be Eli. Right. 
And the guy that is going to lead his team, who is a playbook he's playoff going to lead, team. He's going to lead his team to nowhere. And what's going to happen is because the, the thing about it is because they are a playoff caliber team, his downfall is going to look even worse because he's going to be the reason that that playoff caliber team does not make the playoffs. Okay. Jameis has nowhere to go but up. No, I mean, he can go out. <laughs> out of the league. No, no, no. Jameis is still a young player who's maturing into the role of quarterback. But he has shown me that he has the talent to be a good quarterback. Now, does he have the off-the-field character to be a good quarterback? That's the question that you have to have with him. His on-field stuff, he has that. Now, the rest of it, the leadership, I think he has that because the players follow behind him. But does he have the character to be the, to be a professional? That's the question. It's, you got to go back and listen to my it's old the, show. It's the life skills with Jameis that I'm life concerned skills, about. Life skills, exactly. Life skills. You right. can't manage life. Correct. How in the hell are you going to leave my billion-dollar franchise? Well, anyway. <laughs> I, don't, I wouldn't I wouldn't give him – I mean, if he's up for a big contract, I'm not giving him 20 million. Okay, with the million. caveat that I don't think the – I have made the apology for Blake Borders. I'm wifing up Blake. So, so see that's <laughs> see that, and that's the difference between me and you. See, once I'm done, I'm done. You go back again and again and again for more beating and more tormenting. Hey, yeah, so, but you out here in these so, streets, the grass so, ain't greener, bro. No, no, no. Next time I come, I'm gonna come after Thanksgiving, probably the first week in December when it's about three games left, and Blake Bartles has basically eliminated his team for the playoffs <laughs> on his own in, st- in spite of a great defensive See, effort. I think we get caught up in these narratives and that's what we believe. We we say oh, he's no, he bad. Has, he has shown us that. No, you say again he's and bad again and, and again. That's just what he is and there's no room for nuance or changes. So, not, I would, at, not at this point. It's like once you show me if, if if it quack like a duck and walk like a duck, it's the duck. I mean, that's that's what the guy is. He showed you, he shows flashes Hey but, man, but you he talking he's about not my gonna wife. get you. <laughs> <laughs> okay. You talking hey. about my wife. My side piece is Eli. Side piece. And I because Eli is gonna put up some nice numbers if he can stop turning over the football. By we came at a good time. You've been saying that for the last 10 years but, on Eli. Well, and he's only figured it out for two years for five game stretches, <laughs> but they were like, get you to the Super Bowl and win it. Hey, so, I thought that they were going to turn around this year. He probably has a five game stretch the first year they won the Super Bowl and another five game <laughs> stretch the second year. The rest of his career has been mediocre. That's all right. His, they just talked Time about is everything. They just baby. talked about the other day. His career win loss record is 500. Right, right. <laughs> but he has two Super Bowl rings, so he's been there 10 years. And, and people are going to talk about him for the Hall of Fame. He won't get there, no, but no, they'll no, talk no, about no, it. No, 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 no. They so, will not talk about Eli I, for the I, Hall. Now, I, he will be in the Giants' ring of honor, but he will not be a Hall of okay. Famer. I don't think he will be either. Now, he shouldn't even be on the ballot for a Hall of Famer. Uh, two Super Bowls, baby. And, and anyway, my crazy ex is Jameis Winston because he may not play anymore this year. He may not. He may be, and then he'll be a free agent next year. So for the remainder of the year, Jameis Winston is, is my crazy Jameis, ex. Jameis is a retread quarterback that if he went to the right situation with the right coach, that I think that he can be productive with other players. He shows you that, and he's a leader. So the, what the, I'm going to do if I'm Jameis Winston. These young kids agent, believe in Jameis Winston. What I'm other do, players I'm talking if about. If I'm his agent, I'm going to find wherever Hugh Jackson lands, and that's where <laughs> I'm going to try to play for the ultimate redemption story. No one wanted us. We're, the t- we're on the Island of Misfit Toys. Let's turn this thing around. Next up in Wifey Side Piece of Crazy X, let's go some NBA. Okay. We have, you talk about surprising teams. 
Denver nine and one, Milwaukee eight and one, Toronto ten and one. Who's your wife? Who's your side piece? And who is your crazy ex with those three teams? Well, I'm gonna go with Toronto definitely as the wifey because now that LeBron James is out the East, I mean I don't know what this dude has against Canada, but he just destroyed the whole country. I mean he just, I mean he just repeatedly just beat the crap out of Toronto I just know. year after year. The so Martin now Rosen, yeah. LeBron James is going with the West. I mean I I think Toronto is the team. That should come out the East. You know, you got that was number one seed last year. You though, got so. Boston and Philly and everything, and LeBron James is not there. So right. I mean, so I I think Drake can be he can look at Toronto coming out the East. So that's definitely the wifey. You, 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 who are your other two? Denver eight and one, uh, nine and one, and Milwaukee eight and one. I think I think I'll go with with Milwaukee second as the side piece because I feel like once again they're in the East. And so they should definitely be a top two, three, four seed. I mean, you got the Greek freak. I mean, they, they're, they're there. I think they're right there. He's such a dominating player, especially with the style of play in the East, you know, kind of running up and down, shooting a lot of threes, all that type of stuff. And then finally, Denver, you're in the West. Come on, you going reality's gonna sink in at some point. You're not that good. You just off to a hot start. You heard Barkley say they're the second best team in the West. Nah, I don't think they're the second best team. Who's, I mean, the, who's the second best team in the West right they're now? They're the second best team in the West in November. Okay. Last time I checked, the playoffs don't start till May. Okay. Don't start well, till who April. Who's the second best team in the, in the West? Well, I mean Denver. I'm mean, based on the record. No, no, no. I'm based asking on, you in reality, like I really, actually, I really haven't started watching. Though I've watched Denver one game. I haven't watched started I, watching. I, I, yeah, but they I haven't have really, I haven't really clued. And they do. I mean, they have the big guy who can shoot the threes. I mean, they they give the Rockets fits. I mean, just because of the matchups and they have. No good. You got Murray. And, 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 so that's, and that's what the, not to get on the Rockets, but that's what the Rockets need. They need a stretch five guy. So I like I like the things, the parts that Denver has. And so they they make me nervous in the West, but the West is going to be so competitive that I, I they they won't be the number two seed. Let's let's just say that. Okay, so you don't believe in them, and they, they're supposed to get Michael Porter Jr. Uh, back, the, and he was a, a, top, a lotto pick. They'll be one of the top four teams, but they they won't be a two yeah. seed. Well, okay, they, they, it's, it's no. The championship's not going through Denver. Right. I mean, Golden State is just Golden State. Yeah, yeah, and that's why I didn't even include them in the conversation. Right. So I mean, you know, that's that, I mean, Golden State that, unless, that's a unless, beautiful basketball team right now. That's the Golden watching State them or is like you know, Golden State is beautiful yeah, to watch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What they're able to do, how they're able to do, whenever they want to do it, is just a beautiful, beautiful yeah, I'm, thing. I'm, so I'm coaching my my youngest son's. Uh, middle school team. I almost got thrown out the first game, man. It wasn't my fault. Basketball. Basketball. Mm -hmm. Right. So the first game, the referee, he gets on me, and, and the clock's running with a minute left. So I'm like, ref, the clock's running. The clock. He's like, hey, you sit down. You don't say nothing. <laughs> like, but man, the clock's running, and we're losing by two. Like, I'm not supposed to say anything. So my son was like, yeah, dad, I thought for sure you was going to get thrown out. So it, it would have been funny. I, and I feel like that was only the first weekend tournament. I feel like it's going to happen. It's going to happen. Yeah. Cause it means, cause my thing is, I already have my whole speech. You're an eighth grade referee. I'm Eddie Robinson. Oh, uh, now you want to degrade the man not, instead of following not, the goddamn not, rules. That ain't right. You no, 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 no. And you know that's wrong. I, I am not that's wrong. That's unacceptable. I'm not wrong. He's an eighth grade ref. So leave it at that. So guess what? He's not going to the league. So you can leave it where it that's is. That's my whole point. The man point. making twenty five dollars. Let him. That's, let him that's do his my thing. whole point. But my thing is, eighth grade referees. 
that's fine, but don't be an eighth-grade sarcastic referee. Like, I'm not expecting you to be perfect. I know you just do this for the weekends and stuff like that. I'm perfect <laughs> with that. Make your mistakes. But don't be sarcastic like you just came out the NBA <laughs> coaching clinic. Respect, that's the thing that killed respect me. Respect <laughs> his authority. Okay. Well, I, I'm, and I'm good at that, and that's what I did. I sat down. He's like, you just need to sit down and don't say anything. <laughs> so respect like, the stripes, baby. So, so then I start laughing. What are you laughing about? I'm like, all right, man, this, this is going downhill fast. Right, so. right, right. Well, I you know, let me get back to my choices. My, I'm wifing up Milwaukee. The Greek freak you got, I mean, this guy is incredible to watch. He can, in two dribbles, he can go in the end. All right. Uh, and I, the, you work Middleton, working on his jump shot, working on his jump yeah, shot. Yeah, you, you have some guys that you know you across the board. No, nobody's gonna wow you, but you have some nice quality guys across the board. I think my side piece will be Toronto because you don't know Kawhi's already missing games. Dad can't sustain himself over time. He, he just doesn't seem like he, he has. Wanna, yeah. He doesn't have that commitment and drive like he had when he was younger. But and it's so weird because he was just one of those. I drive the pickup truck. I just love basketball. I want to work hard. I don't care about the big salary. And now it's like he's not interested. Yes, yeah, like what got happened? In his ear. Somebody got in his ear. That's all. That, yeah. That's what it boiled down to. He, Somebody. He's, he's like the girl in middle school who didn't know she was cute. And now she, then everybody now told her she's cute. <laughs> she didn't, didn't want to play on the slide with you no more. She didn't want to swing <laughs> on the swing. She's like, nah, I'm cute. You can't play with me. So it's like, I think that's what happened with Kawhi. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't know what's going to happen with him. He almost, they almost my crazy ex, but they're so talented with him. And again, the East is the East. And so my, my crazy ex is, is going to be Denver. I just don't know enough about him. I don't watch him. They came out of nowhere for me. Great and, start. And, Great start. And again, it, I think it's the uniforms. I really think it's the uniforms. You don't like the uniforms? The worst uniforms in the NBA. I go back to the old school Denver. With the, with the uh, skyline? Yeah, yeah, with the multiple colors. That yeah, was, but, but who knows what the – I never understood that because who knows what the Denver skyline looked like. I right. Mean, New York City got Twin Tower, right. Sears Tower. They put the skyline of Denver like, I'm supposed to know what that Denver is? Denver has the worst uniforms in the whole the entire NBA. I, I, I'm just horrible. Just how I mean that powder blue and gold is just. I think Carmelo ruined it. And by the way, I called him the cooler last week, so that's what he is for all these teams he Who's goes that? to. The, the, the cooler? Carmelo, the cooler, he cools your team up. If they're hot, he's gonna ruin the actually, franchise. Actually, Carmelo is looking like he's in shape and like he's mm-hmm. playing hard. Now it's still mm-hmm. early, and you know whatever we'll the see. dude has is contagious. We'll he's see. Not, yeah, we'll see. But you know, it's, right? It's, you know. Losing gets to get a, put a bit of the reason. In the reason I'm okay with Carmelo <laughs> is because of Chris Paul. Like I don't think Chris Paul is gonna let Carmelo be a cancer, and I think he'll pull him on the side like, look, bro, if you want to go, go, but you're not going to mess up what we're doing. I think Chris Paul has that level of respect in the locker room. Bro. Okay, now let's let's get to this. Finally in, wifey side piece of Crazy X, who will have the best success as a 4-4 four and four team at this point, at the halfway point of the season? Seattle, Philadelphia, or Atlanta? Who you wifing up? Oh, I got to wife up the Falcons. I mean, the, the, the Falcons are a legitimate contender. As a Saints fan, that's the team that I do not want to see in the playoffs, because that I mean, they have enough talent that if they get hot, I mean, they but can. But defensively, they have a lot of. They have some losses. Yeah, but they they score points in the defense. I mean, what happens is you replace some of those guys, and maybe those new guys aren't as talented. But it's going to take them a couple weeks to kind of feel their way, and they'll get better. They may not be as good as the guys they replace, but it's hard when you're coming off the bench in the middle of a game, and all of a sudden you're a starter. But if you get three or four weeks of reps. You'll get better as you go. So I think the defense will kind of – it'll be enough. They, I mean, they, they're not going to be the Bears or anything like that, but they'll be good enough. But offensively, they, they can just score – Anywhere, anytime. So many points. I mean, anybody in the NFC, you have to be scared. Once they make the playoffs, 
they have just as good a chance to win three games on the road and to get to the Super Bowl as anybody else in the NFC. What scares me about them is is the division. And and I just think, again, the same challenges. I don't care what you say. To Tampa Bay is going to be a tough out. Carolina may Tampa be a Super Bay Bowl is team. done. Put no, a, but I mean, put I a fork in Yeah, them. that defense is bad. No, but they're again, done. Yeah, yeah, they, yeah. they, I mean, yeah. they may win another game or two. They, yeah, they're but done. they still. Uh, and then you got you have Carolina. That's yeah, tough. Carolina and is, New Orleans. Is, is tough, you got right. another game with New Orleans. So those are uh, tough, tough things to overcome. I thought when they were, got off to that horrible start that they could turn it around, and they have. And, and so I, I think that Atlanta will be they, okay. They can squeak in. They can be the last seed at 9-7, and seven, maybe 10-6. and six. They're 4-4 and four right now. I mean, what they have to so finish 5-3. And, and I mean, but, but once again, they're the team that they just need to get in the playoffs. And, right. and, and they scare you. But that's going to be, yeah, it's going to be kind of So, uh, who's your side piece? Seattle or, or or Philadelphia? Honestly, I would have, that. that's a tough one. It's almost a toss-up. But I would have to go with Seattle just because I'm thinking maybe they have an easier road to get to the playoffs. And, and maybe their defense is a little better. I mean, Seattle doesn't, they don't wow me yeah, as a Seattle team. Yeah, Seattle has the Rams. They have the Packers, which is a tough game. They're at Carolina, not very, yeah, that's not, that's a murderer's road those three games. Then you had the 49ers, the Vikings, 49ers again, the Chiefs and the Cardinals. So it's okay. not an easy yeah, so road. Let me for switch them. to the Eagles just because of the schedule. <laughs> so now, now that you pointed that out, you know, uh, schedule guy. So now, let me go with the Eagles. Maybe last year I didn't think the Eagles were really the best team that, but they, they won got the Super hot. Bowl. Yeah. They, they got hot at the right time. So you always give a team credit for for finding. So the a way Eagles to win. have the Cowboys at home at the Saints. They got Eli. Oh, that's a challenge right there. They got Washington. At the Cowboys, they had the Rams, the Texans, and the Redskins. Right, not not so an easy pass. Yeah, so let me change that. So let me let me go with the side piece on the Eagles, and I would say this because now that I think about it, the East isn't a real dominant division. The Eagles may finish nine and seven and win the division. Yeah, I, yeah. right. Because well, I said eight and eight might win that division. And well, we're a hundred percent sure that the Rams are going to win the West. <laughs> so the Seattle only way, I mean, that's the crazy X. Their only way to get into the playoffs is by wild card. And so I don't know, will, will they be able to nudge out the Falcons? But that schedule, I mean, it's going to be tough for Seattle to get to nine wins. Well, let's look at it. I think that nobody in the East is going to be up for a wild card. I think well, the, the, Carolina or New Orleans right. or Atlanta. It'll be three teams out the South like it was last year. It could be that. Right. But I think, Seattle I think will be. had been running the ball better. They 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 they've been playing better. It's they not, ran up it's not gonna matter. They're playing better, but the teams they're playing against are playing better than that. Yeah, but I, I don't know. I think they'll be a tough. Out. And so your 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 that's your crazy ex. Crazy ex. Seattle, Seattle, doesn't, going, Seattle doesn't have a chance. Yeah, I am going to go with. I'm gonna go with Atlanta. I think, and I think that my side piece is going to be Seattle because again, I think Philadelphia is not going to be very good. I just don't. I mean, they can't the, run the they're football. They're the defending Super Bowl. Champion. I know they got. They, they just got Golden Tate, which is good for them. But they, again, they have issues with their running game. Yeah, I I don't like them at all. I don't like nobody. But they're in the, but they're in the East. East. You just said, but you got to like somebody. But they beat up each other. But That's somebody. What I'm but somebody has to make the playoffs. Whether they're eight and eight or nine and okay, seven. Okay, so who is going to win? Is it going to be Washington or is it going to be Philadelphia? It'll be one of the two. But if they have a chance to make the playoffs based on winning the division. That means they get a. I, I that means that they Seattle get a. Seattle has a chance. That means they get a home game. Seattle has no chance to win the division. No, 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 no. Okay. They don't. No, but again, you got two against. You, you have said two games, Kansas City, which that's a loss, right? 
Okay, hold on. Let me let me pull it up again. Uh, okay, so you have the Rams, which you could win because it's a division game, right? You do they, division they, game. They, they know each other, but they won't. But yeah. they won't win. But anyway, go well, ahead. Well, they may because <laughs> when they played them before, uh, they lost thirty three thirty one, and they better now than they were then. And so are the Rams. But go ahead. So, so <laughs> they have the Rams next. Then they have the Packers, which is Packers are not very good, All right? So then they got to go to Carolina. That's tough, but you could reasonable, reasonable. That's but hard. you you got four, West Coast, the East Coast. The, the I mean, you look at so the you stats, got three wins right away. You don't win you, those games. You have two against San Francisco and one against the Cardinals. That's three wins right there. So that'll put you at seven and four. Seven wins. Seven six. and four. So now all you got to do is beat either. The Vikings, Green Bay, or yeah, the Vikings of Green Bay. You can you can beat the Vikings of Green Bay. Maybe maybe if the Chiefs is clinched, maybe they don't play so hard. But when is the game? It's not the, until next to the last game. Week, yeah, but the, week Chiefs, 16. the Chiefs won't clinch because the Patriots are gonna keep winning. Well, I think that I think that'll be a done deal. I, and, and the Chiefs know that they have got to get home field advantage and they won't. throughout the playoffs in order to win. They won't. My and then again, my crazy ex, like I said, is it, Philadelphia. With that, it's time for the Lamont Award. I don't want to wish you no bad luck, but I hope your ship sinks with no lifeboats and no life preservers and a school of piranhas surrounding you. You big dummy! And what was Lamont? You big dummy. He was a big dummy. And the big dummy of the week is it's NBA. I mean NFL DBs and defensive units all over the NFL. Have you noticed this new trend where the guys after interception or a turnover convene and take, and a, take and group take pictures the, the, the in the post. middle of the game? Now, the offenses do it too, but I've no, mostly noticed it yeah, the Saints, with defense. Yeah, the Saints are real big on it. And I, mean, I think that is the dumbest thing that I have seen in a long Long time. You are talking about a turnover in the second or third quarter, and you taking a group photo for a game that you may or may not even win. This is not a touchdown. Well, Maybe on a pick six you can celebrate like this, but we're starting to see guys, teams run 40 yards after a fumble recovery <laughs> to convene in the end zone. Yeah, the Saints are, I mean, they're, they're notorious for doing it. They may have they're been the team. They're doing it. They may and have started it. I don't know. You know it's going to trickle down to high school and college. Right. You know it is. Well, they're going to flag you in high school Oh, and it is so stupid. So th- this is how I look at it. Because we're always talking about how it's a team sport and everybody's trying to be an individual. Usually a guy runs away from the team, and Emmitt Smith, as great as he was, they had the Emmitt Smith rule because he would always, what, take his helmet off and run up the sidelines. So then it's like, all right, we got to have a rule to keep your helmet on so everybody can't see you. We're trying to sell uniforms, not individuals, all right? That's the whole market. Yeah, thing. I can't stand in the NFL for that. But, but okay. my thing is this. It's a team activity, and turnovers are so huge on defense. Every team in mean, college has a turnover chain. The turnovers are such a big part. We're trying to emphasize getting turnovers, and it's such a team activity because I knock it out, you recover it, you get the sack, or you pressure the quarterback, what I get the interception. What has to do with a photo shoot in the middle but of the But the point is, quarter. because it's a group activity and it's a team bonding thing, then that's what, that's what makes me okay with it because it's promoting the team and not the individual. I'd rather that than one guy run off way by himself and do something like, hey, look at me, look at me. Then that, and then it's like the offenses, you know, my I don't whatever you want to do offensively, like all the stuff T.O. did never bother me. Matter of fact, it was entertaining. And from a defensive standpoint, if I don't like it, then I have to stop you from scoring. But the offenses, you're talking about they're playing hopscotch. One of them was doing the bobsled. The Steelers was having the birth of a baby. I mean, yeah, yeah. I, mean, I, not, the, not I that. love those things, by the way. Yeah, I love the celebrations after guy. the That's touchdown. Yeah. No, 
No, it ain't that. I, I mean, I, I played defense many moons ago. I love, I love defensive celebrations, but not that. So you want you them? Taking a, you got a bunch of guys. So you want them to do something else besides the the photo get, shoot? Get, yeah, get creative. A bunch of guys. If you are part of a team and you go. And and take a group photo, jailhouse photo. You are well, it's, a, it's, wait a minute, it's, hold on. It's no. not a jailhouse photo. It's yeah, a, it is. Yeah, it's it a, is. No, no, it's uh, a b boy photo. If if you know anything about the hip hop era, yeah, well, it's a, it's a b boy photo with the with the Run DMC uh, with your hands folded with the big chain. That's not jailhouse. You got a couple guys squatting. That's down. NWA. Hey, that's that's hey, hip hop. If you Come on, I'm, di- I'm, dis- I'm disappointed in you. Come on now, Wade. That's hip hop. You, you grew up in the 80s and 90s. You know what that is. I, I, I can't stand That's a B-boy stance. <laughs> and if you participate in that kind of celebration, you are a big <laughs> dummy. You big dummy. <laughs> With that, before I let go. Before I let go. Any final thoughts from you before we get out of here? Well, I think this is just a, a, a great time of the year because you have so many different sports going on. Football is starting to really heat up once you get to these Thanksgiving games. It's just great to be on the show. I'm looking forward to the Saints having a great second half of the year. And, and you know, the Super Bowl is in Atlanta. And I've been on my fans I went to Super Bowl and my in friends in Atlanta. If the Saints can make the Super Bowl in Atlanta, you know how devastating that would be to I the know, Saints. You hate that. That, is that rivalry big? Is that, oh, it is you? big. I got I got a million I know, memes. I know that's you. Oh, it's, it's, it's I mean, it everybody. The Saints and Falcons fans, it's just a hate, hate, hate. We It's like it's not so much that we, we want our team to win. But you know what's in, it's just as important as the Saints winning? That the Falcons lose. When the Falcons lose, when they lost the Super Bowl, oh, it was just like the Saints won the Super Bowl. And the fact that we have I never won got that. and they don't, it's, 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 more of, it's more of a rivalry based on you hating that the other team don't do well. So the fact that if we can make it to the Super Bowl in Atlanta, you know how devastating that would be to the Falcons fans? I just didn't know because, I mean, Atlanta gets a horrible reputation for sports fans. I mean, they, they seem to be so apathetic. They're they real on and off. Yeah, and, and, and that's what I'm saying. So I, that's, the, that's a secret rivalry that I don't think the rest of the country knows about oh, yet. Well, that started because the, the proximity of the cities. You have two southern cities, a lot of African-Americans in both cities. And you used to be bus rides. And I was a kid. It was always a bus ride to Atlanta to go see the Saints game. And then the Saints were always – like at the Falcons, even when we had good teams, that you had the Hail Mary that was started against the Saints. They would just find a way to beat us, some type of miraculous way, and it was just over and over and over. So now it's like that's just that's just the rivalry. Yeah, that's a, so, yeah, yeah, that's a, that's when y'all win the NFC West. Right, back with correct. the Rams. Yeah, well, then we would always both teams would go out to San Francisco and the, the, and the 49ers just beat mm-hmm. up both of them. And the Rams when they had they little stretch in the early eighties. Yeah. yeah, so yeah. with that, I want to thank Mobile, Alabama, Topeka, Kansas, and the people of Champaign, Illinois. I want to thank you guys. We have listeners from all over the country, and I said each week I'm going to try to spotlight. One of those, uh, some of those cities, three of those cities each week. And I don't know how these people find us, but I'm certainly glad that they have. I want you to continue to tell your friends. We have gear coming up. We have some fun stuff. I have a new producer that'll be starting, Tremel Jeffers. So we'll see what he brings to the table as well. Want to thank you guys for listening. Want to remind you on iTunes, tune in SoundCloud, on KTSURadio.com. Reach out to me, send me your messages, your thoughts, your feedback. And as always, have a great day. Thank you, Shadow King. Ain't got no love. Birds of 